right, guys. So today we're going to be talking about the Christian McCaffrey contract. Um, breaking news came out earlier today. Uh, Christian McCaffrey got an extension on his rookie contract, $64 million. He's going to be averaging $16 million a year, uh, making him the highest paid running back in NFL history. Um, the guy's a workhorse for the Carolina Panthers. Um, if he can continue to do that, he's well worth the money. Um, I think with the numbers he's already put up, they're phenomenal. I think um, if anybody had put up numbers to deserve this kind of contract, it's him. Um, he's young enough. He's healthy enough. I think it makes sense. Um, I think it's a good move on the organization. Uh, I think it was smart. I think uh, it can put them in a place to succeed and uh, do really well moving forward. So what are your thoughts on it, Dylan? Yeah, man. Overall, uh, A-plus move by the Panthers. Uh, I don't think any 23-year-old needs 64 mil, though. So, Christian McCaffrey, if you're watching, let me hold a dollar for sure. Um, Maybe a couple. Yeah, a couple couple million, I mean, with the way the world's yeah. going right now. <laughs> uh, but, no, nah, definitely a great move. I mean, after the season he put together last year with being, I think it was the fifth player in NFL history to have 1,000 yards receiving, 1,000 yards rushing, and really not even 1,000 yards rushing. He had almost 1,400 yards rushing. That's insane. And over 400 total touches. You can't shy away from paying the guy. I mean, you don't have Cam Newton anymore. Luke Keekley just retired. Greg Olson's gone. I mean, you got to pay your star player. You're losing pieces here and there. He's the building block of the franchise. And for them to be able to restructure the deal uh, a couple years or a year before his rookie contract ends, I think it's a good move by them. They still have the seventh overall pick, so they're going to get a good piece there. Uh, but, yeah, you got to pay a workhorse like him for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think with the exit of Cam Newton from Carolina, um, it – it brought about more incentive to do something like this with Christian McCaffrey. Um, you know, they believed Cam Newton to be the cornerstone of their franchise um, from day one, really. After his years at Auburn, um, his championship win there, he came into the league and he had pretty pretty quick success uh, getting all the way to the Super Bowl and unfortunately losing to Peyton Manning, which can't knock a guy for that. Hey, um, I still represent him even though he was in Denver. Yes, sir. Yes, I'm happy sir. he got that Super Bowl win. Yes, sir. It's a great way to go out, the best way you could go out. But I think with Camden's exit from Carolina, um, it, it opened opened the door wide open for something like this to happen for Christian McCaffrey. So I, I'm happy for the guy. Um, I'm interested to see how it goes with them bringing in Teddy Bridgewater. Um, I think that the organization still holds a good amount of leverage in the whole situation with Bridgewater uh, due to – his position in the league as of coming to this team. Um, he kind of got injured and thrown out of Minnesota, which you can't blame him for um, in a win now league, which this has become um, with multiple teams and, and many teams across the nation where they don't, they don't want to wait. They're not willing to wait. They want to win now. Um, and they're being pushed by owners and, and they're, they're wanting to win right then and there. So for, for players to, to get kicked out after injury, it's it's not shocking. It's something that happens all the time. It's something you see regularly. Um, he went to New Orleans, had a great 6-0 stint in the wake of Drew Brees' absence due to injury of his thumb. Um, he really put on a show there, I think. Um, you can blame that on um, the players he had around him, Kamara, Michael Thomas. Uh, he had the pieces there to succeed for sure. So I think, like I said, coming into North Carolina – 
Um, the organization still holds the leverage, not Bridgewater. I think that's important to this McCaffrey deal more than most people are going to realize. I think that's important. Um, I think it, it gives the organization the ability to say, you know what, Teddy, you did do great for that 6-0 stint, but you had a lot of deadly weapons that you aren't going to get in this league very often. Um, so they, they kind of hold the leverage there. Uh, he, he's definitely in a position to succeed. I'd love to see him succeed, and I think him and McCaffrey can be a, a nice pair. Um, I liked Bridgewater back then. I like him now. I, I think I'm excited to see where this team goes with the two of them and, and see what pieces they can bring in around him. Uh, they, like you said, they have the seventh overall pick in this year's draft. Hopefully they do something smart with it and something that helps out the both of them and, and helps them get closer to what you want to do as an organization, and that's win a Super Bowl. Yeah, man, kind of piggyback off what you said. Uh, I definitely think McCaffrey and Bridgewater would be a good one-two punch for sure. Uh, it's going to calm the locker room down a lot, I think. Uh, the difference between Bridgewater and Cam Newton is just night and day. Yeah, I think it's a little less drama-filled. Yeah, less drama-filled. Um, I mean, obviously they lost Ron Rivera. Uh, he's in Washington now. Uh, but I think I think they're kind of flipping the way the organization is built a little bit, but they're they're centering that around Christian McCaffrey, and then now they're going to start getting these these pieces to the puzzle going and kind of, like you said, make this next run at the Super Bowl. They got DJ Moore last year. Uh, now that he actually has a quarterback to throw to him with Teddy Bridgewater. And obviously, you know, Bridgewater is not immobile either. He can do the same things Cam Newton do, maybe not as well, but, you know, he's yeah. a dual-threat quarterback. I mean, you saw it when he came out of Louisville. Um, but, yeah, like I said, overall, good move by the Panthers. Uh, the one thing that I'm thinking is, you know, I saw Alvin Kamara was on uh, Call of Duty Warzone today with, you know, some of his buddies when the news broke to him and, all his friends were talking about, hey, what does this mean for you? You know, he was in that same draft class with him and Dalvin Cook. Um, so I'm wondering, is Alvin Kamara the next one to get paid? Obviously, Drew Brees just got paid. It's only a two-year deal. But I'm wondering what Dalvin Cook and Alvin Kamara are thinking about this now, seeing that Christian McCaffrey got, is averaging $16 million a year. Yeah, it's, it's, a funny, it's a funny thing, contracts, how they just – they don't ever get lower. You know, it's, it's – it's like a sign of disrespect, you know, um, if you have a great athlete who's doing super well for your team and then you offer him something that's lower than the guy at two teams over who got paid an insane amount of money who put up similar numbers. Well, yeah, that's uh, how it goes all the time. I, well, I see this guy over here is getting paid. This right. much. I, I'm doing better than him. Why aren't you paying me this much? Like they don't understand the cap space. It's like they don't understand the cap space situations. They don't right. understand, hey, this quarterback is getting paid. $80 million, their quarterback's only getting paid $40 million. They don't understand that. I mean, a lot of, Melvin Gordon found it out the hard way when he was, you know, holding out for so long and, yeah. you know, he just lost paycheck after paycheck after paycheck. Uh, I mean, Zeke ended up getting paid, but he, he held out for a little bit. It's yeah. – like you said, though, the contracts don't get any lower. It seems like every it's, year. It's definitely more prima donna than it used to be for sure. Um, but I understand. I, I think that these players – hold themselves to the highest standards. Um, they see themselves as great, especially when they have great seasons. Um, and when you do something out of the ordinary, better than the rest of the pack, you're a leader, you're somebody who's doing something that no one else can do or, or is doing. Uh, you, you think that you deserve a contract that files in the same, same category. Um, you deserve a contract or you believe to, to deserve a contract that, is out of the ordinary that nobody else is doing that nobody else is receiving. Um, is that healthy for the league? I don't know. Um, I think it, 
I think it causes problems within other organizations. Uh, I think it causes problems between players and organizations. Um, there's not a lot of humbling humbling going on in the NFL as of late within years. You know, there's there's nary a time where these people come in and, and they say, oh, I deserve this contract. I put up these numbers. I'm playing it better than everybody else. And the organization says, well, you know, you might be doing that, but we're not ready to pay you that kind of money. And it just goes smoothly. You know, how often do you hear something like that? And then the player's like, okay, well, I tried. You know, no, they you, they hold out, you know, which hurts their team, which hurts their, which hurts their team chemistry, which hurts their locker room and their organization as a whole. These these big contracts always went upping each other in this prima donna attitude that, that players seem to be carrying nowadays, which I'm not in an NFL locker room, but from the outside looking in, that's how it feels. Um, I think it's toxic for the league, but I'm not exactly offering a solution either. So, Yeah, definitely. I mean, all these running backs in the league right now and these other teams uh, looking at Christian McCaffrey's contract, if they want something like that, I mean, they're going to have to do something that only, what, five players in the league have ever done now with that 1,000-yard rushing, 1,000-yard receiving. I mean, you got to put the numbers up. I know he's the first player ever in his first three years to have 2,500 rushing, 2,500 receiving. And that's including, obviously, your rookie year, your first three years. That That's that's insane, right? I mean, he's he's the best wide receiver and the best running back on the team, just like a lot of people it's thought nice. Le'Veon Bell. You know, Antonio Brown was there, of course, but, you know, Le'Veon Bell was kind of up there being the best running back and right there with the receiver as well. And he had to go somewhere else to get paid. He had to go all the way to New York. So it is right. what it is. But, uh, you know, we've seen in the past these, these – uh, these contract extensions for the running backs don't always pan out, right? So, uh, you know, it seems like they they have these great seasons, these great numbers. They get these contract extensions, and then they just they just decline. They peak, they get paid, and then they don't play that way anymore. Or something happens with an injury. You know, you, you're giving the the person, you know, you're giving them the ball 250, 300 times. In Demarco Murray's case, a couple years back, he got the ball almost 400 times in one season, and then. He was gone. It's just, it's just you got you got to look at it in, in workhorse terms. Workhorse terms, you know, um, if you go out and buy a vehicle that's meant to haul things, you expect to haul things. You want to get your money's worth for what you're you're paying for, and, and when it's millions, I mean, when it's sixteen million a year, you're running that ball. You're throwing out of the backfield. You're using that. You're using what you bought. You know, you don't you don't buy something for sixteen million dollars a year and let it sit there and look at it. Exactly. Now you're gonna go buy a Bugatti and put it in the garage all year. No way. No, I definitely understand that. Um, but yeah, I mean, overall, I think it's an A plus move by the organization. Like we said, he's he's their building block. He's twenty three years old. The guy's younger in both you and I. Um, Great move, A-plus move by Panthers. I think a lot of teams can kind of look at what they're doing and try to mirror it. Uh, like you mentioned earlier, it's a win-now league. Uh, they have a lot of newer pieces. They're, they're starting to get it to be a younger team. And with the seventh overall draft pick, hopefully they can get another piece for that franchise. Yeah, um, hopefully they use it well and, and someone can bring instant impact into their, their team and, and help these these two guys really make a run at it. All right, man. Well, that's what we got on Christian McCaffrey. Thanks for tuning in to Pigskin Podcast. We'll see you all next time. All right, guys. Catch you all later.